Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Always an honor and a privilege to be able to share this devotional moment and to cover in prayer on this first Friday. This is not just any Friday, but this is Good Friday, and we are excited to celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's Good Friday. I'm going to look at a scripture in Matthew 28 and 6, Matthew 28 and 6, which says, He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he Lays. You may say, this is the resurrection scripture, but it's Good Friday. Let me tie it all in. Today is Good Friday. And I know somebody is saying, but how could something so bad be considered so good? That if we are talking about the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, why is it called Good Friday if we are talking about the death of somebody <laughs> uh, in the form, the person of Jesus Christ, dying. I want you to understand why he died. Two different perspectives. There's an earthly perspective, and there is a heavenly perspective. That From an earthly perspective, Jesus was crucified for one simple reason, because mankind is evil, period. You've got to understand that wicked men conspired against him. They falsely accused him, and ultimately they ended up murdering him that the leaders of Israel had several reasons why they wanted Jesus to be executed. Uh, plainly put, they just thought he had a little too much dip on his chip. They were envious of the following uh, that he had, and they were afraid uh, that he, he was growing in influence, that he would gather uh, and galvanize a large group of people, which might bring Roman authorities down on the nation, causing these religious leaders to lose their position. They hated the fact that Jesus called out their sin publicly, and so they thought that he was blaspheming when he claimed to be the Son of God. And because of this reason, they conspired against him, put the king of the Jews on his cross, and they pushed and prodded and provoked the Roman governor into executing Jesus. That's, 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 that's the earthly perspective. That's the earthly perspective of evil, wicked man. But you've got to understand that there's a heavenly perspective as well, that the, the, the heavenly reason Jesus was crucified, don't miss this, he was crucified because God is good. And this is why we call it Good Friday, that God had a plan to save sinners, and Jesus was the Lamb of God 
that God had chosen to take away the sin of the world. And even though the act of crucifying Jesus was evil, the crucifixion was still the plan of God to make atonement for the sin of men. That God allowed the hatred, the conspiracy, the false accusations, the trials, the murder of his son to serve a purpose and work together for our good. In the crucifixion of Christ, God used the evil desires of evil men to accomplish the greatest good, which was the provision of salvation for all mankind. And that's why we call it a Good Friday. But yes, that it was evil and it was heinous and Jesus Christ had to suffer, but God was working out a greater good. And this is the thing about it, y'all. He suffered in the waning moments of his life. Everybody pretty much forsook him. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. The disciples deserted him. The crowd yelled, crucified him. Pilate tried him. The soldiers, they whipped him. Other people mocked him. He was beaten beyond the recognition of a man. He was spat upon. He was whipped until the flesh of his body was ripped off. He was forced to carry his cross up a hill. Y'all know the story. Nails in his hand, nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his head. The song says they stretched it, hung him high and stretched him wide. He hung his head. And for us, he, that, that Jesus suffered. And I want to say this. I want to say this. Please understand that I would never tempt your tummy with the taste of nothing, honey. I, I would never give you a, a, a bubblegum, lollipop, cotton candy-coated Christianity. That you got to understand, here it is, that, 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 that suffering is a part of Christianity, that, that the very emblem of our faith, it is a sign of suffering. And, and even as children of God, Becoming a Christian does not insulate us from the ugliness in our world. We must understand that suffering is inevitable. That if Jesus suffered, understand that we ourselves, we will have to suffer as well. That suffering is an expected part of the Christian life. But this is the thing. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I got some good news that in this world you're going to have tribulation. In this world, you're going to suffer, but you can be of good cheer because I have already overcome the world. And to me, y'all, that's why Matthew 28 and 6 is so important because at the end of the day, after Jesus was crucified, after he was laid in the tomb, when they came to look for him and to find him, Matthew 28 and 6, the angel says, he is not here. He is risen as he said, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Y'all, I absolutely love that because when we look at it, especially in the form of Good Friday, we see that Jesus suffered. We know that we suffer. But at the end of the day, look, the text says he is not here. He has risen. Perhaps one of my favorite aspects about this story is the fact that they put him in the tomb. He was in the tomb for three days, but he got up, he was risen, and he got out. Come on. And I'm talking to somebody that no matter what you're going through right now, you can get up and you can get out. 
that when Jesus had all power in heaven and earth, that he empowers us to do the same thing. No matter what the situation is, you can get up and you can get out. No matter how dark the day is, no matter the trial, the trouble, the tribulation, because he had the power to get up and get out, we have the power to get up and to get out. And this is what I love about it, y'all. This is the way I like to say it. I like to say that the tomb was temporary. Come on. That this tomb is temporary. And I don't know who feels like they're buried. I don't know who feels like <laughs> you've been left for dead. I don't know who feels like you've been dumped, ditched, or discarded. I don't know who feels like you're going through, you're dying, or you're going through a situation or a circumstance that seems unbearable, that yes, we will have to suffer, but understand this tomb is temporary. Jesus already told you, in this world we're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. That yes, we all have to experience a crucifixion, but that crucifixion will be followed by a resurrection. That yes, we got to go through our Good Friday, but you have to know that Sunday is on the way. Come on, I hope you get it in your spirit. Get it in your mind. Yes, we got to go through a Good Friday, but Sunday is on the way. That this tomb is temporary. I don't know about y'all, but I've had some dark days in my life. I've had some dark moments in my life. I had times where I felt like I was buried, times where I was going through troubles and tribulations, times where I couldn't see my way out, times where I felt, felt like I was buried beneath depression and buried beneath circumstances and buried beneath things that seemed too overwhelming to overcome. But every single time, come on, God always came through in the clutch, that God was always pulling you out, that God was always letting me know that the tomb was temporary, that Sunday was on his way, that I could get up and I could get out. And I want to leave you with this message of hope on today. I know 2020 was a doozy. I know some of us are still recovering. Some of us are still dealing with the the fallout of 2020 and the things that happened. But I want to encourage you today. I, I want to encourage you today. I want to let you know when the people come looking for you in a dead place, when people come to find you laying there, I want to let you know that the day is going to come but they're going to say, man, he ain't here no more. He's risen. Man, she ain't even here no more. She's, she's not even in that state no more. She's risen. He's not even in that state no more. He has risen because the power of God has given you the strength and given you the ability and enable you to get up and to get out. So I hope you got it. I hope you understand it. I hope that this Good Friday is going to be a great Friday for each and every one of us as we reflect back on uh, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and as we begin to know and understand that in times of suffering, our tomb is temporary. In times of suffering, we can still get up and we can still get out. In times of suffering, come on, the note Good Friday, we understand that Sunday is on the way. 
Father God, we love you so much. We honor you. We thank you. We magnify you. For there is none like you on all the earth. Lord, we come to you humbly on this Good Friday. Father God, pausing for the cause in, in an effort to reflect upon what you did on Calvary's cross. In an effort to reflect upon the sacrifice that you made for each and every one of us. Father God, you sacrificed. You sacrificed your life. You sacrificed. You, you, you sacrificed your body. You endured so much and went through so much. And, Father God, you did it just for us. Father God, we are so grateful. We are so thankful for all that you have done and all that you continue to do in the midst of our life. Lord, we come to you right now, two words, so very simple, but we just want to say thank you. Thank you for every tear you shed. Thank you for every drop of blood. Thank you. Father God, for every lash that you took. Thank you, Father God, for, for, for the whipping. Thank you, Father God, for enduring the cross. Thank you, Father God, for doing it just for us. We don't want to be ungrateful children on today. We want to let you know how grateful we are for the things that you've done, and we want to say thank you. Lord, there is none like you on all the earth, and we worship you on today. Father God, we come before you, Lord Jesus, not only reflecting and recognizing the things that you've done, but you, we thank you, Father God, that it gives us hope in our present state right now, that no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, no matter what's taking place in the midst of our life, Lord, we can understand that Sunday is on the way, that we can understand that just like you were, you were down, but you were not out, that you were in the tomb, Father God, but that tomb was temporary, we are grateful and thankful that because you got up, we could get up. Father God, we're grateful and thankful that because you overcame, we can overcome through your power, through your blood, through your love. So, Father God, have your way on today. Father God, we pray that people will come to believe in you, that people will love you, that people will walk with you, that people will put their faith in you on today. Father God, we honor you, we magnify you, we glorify you. It is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miracle-working, magnificent name, Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen.